Laura Blackhall in, wait, I've forgotten where you are. Is it, <laughs> it's not Tochigi, is it? No, we are no, in Ibaraki. Okay, yay. Yeah. Not too far. Thank yeah, thanks so much for joining. Thank you very much for having me. Hi, thanks for joining today. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to learn more about the work that I do, check out inboundambassador.com. And you can also find me on buymeacoffee.com slash JJ Walsh to get some bonus information and insights from the series. I'm so excited to talk about your renovation. You've got this old Japanese house. You've been doing this great renovation project. Before we dive into that, can you just give us a little background about what you have been doing before this renovation project took over your life? <laughs> <laughs> so before the renovation project took over my life, I worked in travel, in tourism. So I have a company called Hello Tours, which is a tour operator specializing in private and small group tours, um, mostly around food, history, culture and local life. And I started that in 2014 in Hong Kong and that went pretty well. So I expanded it over to Singapore and we launched there in 2017. And then that went really well. So I moved to Japan and we launched in Tokyo just before coronavirus hit and everything came to a crashing halt. Yeah. And <laughs> that leads us on to this. Yeah, that is it's crazy, like the timing, because you came in 2019. So you had a little bit of time to do travel work in Japan before coronavirus, but not not even a year probably right no so I, after i got here the first few months was kind of settling in finding somewhere to live uh, making sure the business was legally set up correctly and then hiring my first intern doing the research designing the first tours building the website and just as we finished all of that and launched that first tour and we literally had the first probably half a dozen bookings that was when covid hit yeah, but you have found a great way to transition during the coronavirus into doing something so positive and so exciting. And I love that you've been documenting it on YouTube. So I just want to give a little shout out to your YouTube channel. <laughs> um, your YouTube channel is called Konnichiwa, is that right? Konnichiwa? Yeah. Konnichiwa channel, which was kind yeah. of like connected to the fact that my tour business is called Hello. So I thought it's quite a nice link in. Yeah, I like that. Um, can you introduce your partner that you're doing this amazing project with? Yeah, this is um, Itchy, Itchy Hatano. Um, I never actually mentioned this on the channel, but I'll, I'll tell you, it's a good bit of gossip. We only met a couple of months before we decided to actually buy a house together so oh my goodness wow. yeah so we've gone full-on into like living together doing a renovation together starting a relationship properly that is crazy <laughs> yeah I mean I I watch these videos and I am just amazed and impressed and inspired and surprised by all the DIY like are you he's an artist right yeah and, and you you are just a goer you're just doing it as you <laughs> I go as you learn learn as you go it's amazing i love yeah. it yeah it's 
like so impressive he's really impressed me with this he did um oh god when he was a teenager he worked for three years as like an apprentice carpenter um not just with wood but with concrete but you know kind of like really low level just starting out uh, so he did that for three years so he picked up a little bit of knowledge then um but since then he's done nothing so he's been watching all the youtube videos how do we do this how do we do that he, he spends all night watching them making notes and then the next day he's like okay this is what we're going to do and this is how we're going to do it oh it's amazing um so in the youtube channel in the first video you're you haven't decided yet on the house you're still looking around and mm. i found your search criteria was really interesting did you already have a budget of five million yen in mind when you were searching so not exactly like coronavirus had just started and I'd lost all of my business so I basically had no more income so it was kind of like well what have we got in the bank what what could we afford to spend and then we don't know how long COVID's going to last so basically we should just buy the cheapest possible house that's still a beautiful house and five million was kind of like the bottom of a ladder in terms of these old Kaminkas that are very well built so that's how that figure came about. Yeah, because some of the houses uh, you were introducing in the channel before you decided, you were looking in Izu at first, which is way in Shikoku. <laughs> yeah. um, so you, you, you like the house, but you soon realized that was way too far away. So one of your main considerations, it seems like, was how far away from Tokyo, because you have to keep your work in Tokyo for both of you, yeah. or a major airport so you yes. didn't and the izu place was over four hours so that was out right oh this would have been crazy yeah and i originally looked at it through the eyes of like i'm a foreign person i've only been in tokyo for what like a year at that point like i'd heard of izu i knew it was a beautiful beach location and i knew where the foreign people were down there so it was almost like that's why i initially started looking there and then Ibaraki, I'd actually never heard of Ibaraki. <laughs> so, but that's where that's where your partner is from, right? Originally, so, yeah, yeah. He's from the northern part of Ibaraki, and I was like, "Where?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love I love the videos because it's like it's such great documentation uh, as you're going through the process. It's not like you already decided. It's like this is what we're deciding. And you also were looking in Yamanashi, um, but you kind of, once you saw this house, it sounds like you kind of got your heart set on it. Yeah. What? And I right? guess I guess lots of people have this experience with houses. Sometimes when you see one, you just kind of know this is it. I think this is the right one. Yeah. It ticked and a lot of boxes. Uh, tell, us, tell us about what you liked about it. It sounds like there was a lotus farm nearby which sounds really cool oh we are surrounded by them it's gorgeous so directly in front of the house i'm actually sitting in the living room now looking out of the window in front of me and all we've got is about five different fields and then a beautiful lake no other houses directly in front so it's rice fields and lotus fields lotus is the main crop around here and then directly behind the house we've also got more fields Wow. 
And lotus is a beautiful thing to see in the ponds. I love it in Japan. Um, it's also connected very strongly to the religion. You often see statues, stone statues at temples holding the lotus flower or the lotus root, right? It's yes, insane. yeah, exactly. Um, it's also just beautiful to look at. Are there carp in the lotus pools as well? Uh, there's no there's no fish in the lotus um, fields, but about a 15 minute walk down the road, there's a very nice park with a beautiful pond, which is full of fish. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, gorgeous. And uh, one thing we were talking about before we started was how lucky it was that you not only have the main house, but you also have a smaller house and a garage. So while you're fixing up the main house, you have somewhere to live, which is so handy. Oh, it's so fortunate. So outside the main house, there's an enormous garage, which has got all of my furniture in from my um, apartment where I was renting in Tokyo. And it only takes up half of the garage. And then we've got all of the stuff we've bought. There's an entire kitchen in there waiting to be installed and loads more space. And then above the garage, there's an upstairs with a couple of very big rooms, which we're gonna turn into an art studio. And then behind the house, we've got um, an outhouse. We've got toilet outhouse. And then we've got another outhouse, which has got a small kitchenette in it and a fairly large room. So we're basically camping in that small house. Wow, great. Uh, we've got some comments. Louise Puppy's joining from New Zealand. Thanks for joining, Louise. Lauren Shannon, I know you interviewed her on your show, on yeah. your podcast. Hi, uh, she said, can you show uh, Ichi's book if you have it handy? Oh, I don't have it in here. It's in yeah. the small house. That's um, in one of your videos, right? Like he he created a, a book about dragons, his drawings or something. It looks beautiful. Yeah. So most of Ichi's customers are tourists as well. So although he doesn't work in tourism, he is entirely reliant on tourists for his business. So when COVID hit, he lost his too. So he started painting and he's an amazing painter. He paints on washi paper with inks and he painted a hundred pages of dragons and then um, published them in a book. Oh, wow. That sounds amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, that gives me some insight into how you guys are doing it so well with yeah. all this renovation. We've got and, nothing else to do. <laughs> and I, one of the most shocking things for me, because we bought an old house as well, but before we bought it, we already had professionals who were going to renovate it for us. I am not gutsy enough to even try anything major, but you guys have been knocking out walls. <laughs> You've been like taking up floorboards, putting in concrete. It's amazing. How are you learning? I, I would stuff? say... Itchy's gutsy. I'm naive. I had no idea how much work was going to be involved in this. If oh I'd known, gosh. I don't know if I would have jumped in so quickly. I love, I love that you were doing all these Pinterest boards for <laughs> for what you wanted it to look like, and then you you add a comment. Uh, Itchy has told me it might not look like this because we're not professionals. <laughs> yeah. I just had this like fairy tale idea in my head that we can do absolutely anything perfectly without really considering like you need proper skills and all I that kind it. of stuff. Yeah. 
So it's it's nice to have a dreamer and a realist in the relationship, I think, especially when you're doing this kind of project. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> I'm always like, but why can't we do that? It will look great. <laughs> yeah. I I ended up the only thing that I did um, was doing the plastering on on some of the walls and choosing the color. Um, but I I was so interested in all of the things that you bought as well as all the things that you're thinking about with the color scheme and the layout and you've got maps. You guys are so organized. It's yeah. not it's and not it's just a designer, quick. isn't it? Like it's Beautiful. in his blood, so he knows how to put things together properly. That's great. Um, some of the things that were surprising, perhaps, you found under the floorboards. You found <gasps> first some uh, scats or some kind of droppings, <laughs> and then you found something else, which might have been creating the droppings, right? Oh, yeah, awful. <laughs> well, we found a dead cat under the floor, which was terrible. But um, when Itchy was pulling up that part of the floor, he suddenly kind of stopped and was like, keep back, keep back, don't look. And I was thinking, my God, what is it? And he said, there's a body under the floor. Oh and I just God. thought, a human. <laughs> I thought there was a human body under the floor and then my mind went to the worst places like did somebody murder a child and leave it down there like I, <laughs> so, I so, heart palpitations. So, so when you realized it was a cat you were a, a bit relieved right An oh, I was really relieved yeah oh, I was like oh thank god it's only a cat <laughs> Oh, that's awful. Um, but you've also had some very good finds, like things that you discovered under the ceiling boards, for example, right? Oh, yeah. The roof is amazing. And of course, when we um, saw the house before we bought it, we had no idea that was going to be up there. Um, and then when we pulled down the, the ceiling, and that's taken from the Doma, we just got this amazing view up there. And you can see how beautiful the craftsmanship is. Yeah. I was visiting a carpenter the other day in Okayama and he was telling, he's doing a remodel of a very old house as well for himself. Mm. And he was saying how beautiful the curved natural wood beans are. And yeah. you got that in your house. And he's saying how rare that is to find now in Japan because they're all straight edges now. So that's yeah. real. They cut That's them all off. Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. And then there's there's no nails or anything used up there. It's all, you know, very carefully slotted together. And you can see the the pen marks on them where the carpenters labeled, you know, what goes where. All the kind of carpenter notes are still there. Yeah, that's wonderful. And uh, you uh, mentioned also that you're thinking about maybe putting lights up there so yeah, that you can appreciate the beams. Yeah, we definitely don't want to cover that up. I just think if somebody made something so beautiful, you should look at it every single day. Um, it's Yeah, it's just great. So we're just going to put spotlights up so that you can see it when you first walk into the house. Yeah, that'll be great. I think, um, you know, like now I'm starting to visit more uh, remodeled or renovated old traditional houses, and they're starting to use this feature, you mm. know, 
when I first came to Japan, it was all the low ceilings. You had no idea what the under roof ceiling looked like. Um, we did this to our house too. We exposed the beams. Oh, but nice. even when we did it 10, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. the we had to look for a remodel company that would do it because really? it was so unusual. So I think it's slowly becoming kind of more appreciated in modern yes. Customers, so that's and great. I've seen some renovations where they've they've still put a ceiling back in, but above the beams, so you can see a couple of them. That that seems to be a bit more common now. Yeah, nice. Uh, thank you, Louise. She's given us a super heart award. That's very sweet. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> nice to get little awards. Uh, Lauren says, "How cold was the winter? Yeah, you were doing renovations through the winter, which must have been hard." Oh, it was awful. I don't cope well in the cold and Itchy doesn't either. Um, so we were in the small house. We bubble wrapped the floor, the windows, everything got bubble wrapped. And then we had an oil burning stove in there as well. But yeah, bitterly cold. I got chillblains on my feet twice, oh. which was awful. And then I discovered those amazing little heat things you put in the bottom of your shoes. Yeah. And uh, hot water bottles become like your best friend. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, electric blankets. <laughs> I just, I would carry hot water bottles around inside my jackets or sweaters, <laughs> like just tuck it into the top of your trousers. Or you guys have these great overalls, just put it somewhere inside the overalls. Perfect. Yeah, we were um, filling our pockets with the little heat patches, sticking them all over our backs. <laughs> my gosh uh well hopefully now you, i know you've got insulation i saw that in the video this part about how you guys were showering was cracking me up you have to tell the story it was like a series of things using the hose out the wall using using the bucket of water and then you got like a surface shower yeah. and and then you started using the local facility right yeah, so so we started off with just the cold hosepipe shower. That that's the original bathroom you can see there, which is in the corner of the kitchen. So there was no hot water. So it was yeah, a cold hosepipe shower. And then when the temperature dropped a little bit, we bought a bucket and we would put hot water in from the kettle and then just kind of like hold it up and pour it over each other whilst they soak themselves. And then, um, and then we got the surface shower to put into the bucket of warm water. And then we actually knocked that bathroom out. So we were without bathroom and we found just down the road, um, next to the park with the fish that I just mentioned, there's a, um, it's like a cafe and it's got a couple of renter showers. Yeah. And you have shown the bathroom. You guys are so impressive buying a lot of your stuff from Yahoo Auctions, right? Yeah. Um, you found great deals on all really this stuff. Really good deals. So um, this picture of the bath you can see here, this was from a display room. So it's not secondhand used, but it's an ex-display model. So we played um, 50,000 yen for the bathtub, which is a fraction of what it would cost if you bought a new one. Wow. So we've also done the same with the kitchen. That's also a display model. We've got a beautiful island kitchen ready to put in. Um, and yeah, loads of stuff from Yahoo Auction, loads. Yeah. 
And um, you have had some friends, maybe, of Ichi who've come in and, and done some of the work. Um, I was glad to see that when you had your first problem with uh, turning on the water and then it would flood <laughs> flood the house, that you did call in a plumber to get get some help. Because I was like, oh, no, are they okay? Are they going to be was, able to do this? That was so funny. We... We phoned the water company and said, we've just moved in. Please turn on the supplies for the house. So it was turned on. And then I was actually on the phone to my parents in the garden, kind of giving them a tour. And then I heard Itchy shouting, come here, come here. And I ran into the house and it was flooded, completely flooded. And I was like, what happened? And he said, well, when I turned on the supply from the main switch in the garden, they, they'd taken all the taps off the pipes when they left. So the water just gushed out everywhere. Oh. <laughs> so you guys hadn't done that. They they had done that when they cleared the house for you. They took oh the taps, gosh. yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is crazy. We, we had a crazy uh, faucet, which the re first remodel company had left. And it had like four or five different connections. And I had no idea why anybody would use that. And then we had to call in a plumber. Same thing. It just blew right off the wall. We <laughs> called in a plumber and he's like, would you like me to just stop it for you with a stopper? And I was like, that would be amazing. <laughs> so sometimes like helping, getting professional help is just amazing, like lifesaver moments, yes. right? <laughs> oh, totally, totally. When you're just like, we've got no idea what to do here. So we've uh, had we've had professional help for um, the electrics. We've had the house rewired. So that's actually another friend of Itchy's that owns an electric company. So that's been super helpful. Um, and then obviously gas stuff as well. We've used professionals for that. Um, but everything else that's not dangerous we're trying to do it ourselves it's amazing really kudos to you guys you're doing an amazing job um tell us a little bit about your plan because i am showing the map of your plan now you're oh, changing the original structure a little bit right yeah so um where the red circle is on the back that was the kitchen and you can see there's a square in the top right corner so the old bathroom was in the corner of the kitchen and it was straight into the wet room with nowhere to take off your clothes or anything. So they must have been doing strip shows in the kitchen. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're not into that. So we've decided to knock out that bathroom completely. So we've got a larger kitchen. And then where the blue circle is, that was a bedroom. So we're making that entire room into a bathroom. So that's comprised of a wet room, a laundry area, and then a kind of a sink and a changing area. Yeah, um, really and then where the yellow circle is, that was um, a room with a toconoma. So I guess like a, a guest room for hosting people. And we're turning that one into the bedroom. And then the front two rooms, which were, these are all separated with sliding doors. So we are knocking the front two into one big living room and um, building some solid walls in between some of the rooms. Yeah. You must be learning so much about Japanese traditional houses. And I notice you have kept some of the traditional culture features. 
Oh, I have. Oh, one second. Our um, wood man has just arrived. Uh, okay, go okay. ahead. For a correspond. Let Let me just phone it, Chief. Sure, sure. This is one of the wonders of being live streaming, right? Yes. And and doing remodels on the house where you have workmen coming all the time. Go ahead. Exactly. Go ahead if you need exactly. to. Exactly. Just calling in. Yeah. Just send a message. In fact, let me just shout at you. It might be faster. Just yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. So I'm just showing uh, pictures from her room. Uh, she's she's kept kept some of the traditional features, um, even like a upper all. It's like an altar, it's like a religious altar, and they found a shrine, a little stone shrine, out in the back in the garden. And she was talking about in the video that even though they don't consider themselves to be religious, um, they have kept these features because it's kind of a part of the house and it's a part of the traditional culture of the house. And uh, I think this is lovely, keeping certain features of a traditional house, even if it has religious aspects, Please. because it's so connected to the tradition and the culture of Japanese houses, which is so beautiful. Okay. That's right. Thanks, yeah. Lauren. Oshigoto. Sumasan. Yeah. Uh, Louise, Louise is saying it's a fabulous find. Uh, yes, it's heritage, heritage for the house. Um, so I love that part of the video where you're talking about uh, you guys don't consider yourselves very religious, but that you love like keeping up the little shrine you found in the back garden and the kamidana inside the house and just kind of keeping up the traditions and the culture of the house is is a nice part of the renovations is that oh right? yeah completely and i think one of our aims is to preserve and even showcase some of those more traditional features because they play such an important role in the house and its original design and um you know the culture of these older houses so even though we're not religious they're beautiful objects and I just feel like you should preserve them and be kind to them. Yeah, I know this is uh, when I've talked to other people who've renovated old traditional Japanese houses. This is something that people kind of go back and forth about. And especially if they're like a partner is Japanese, but mm. Ichi seemed fine with keeping another family's kamidana. That was okay. Yeah, I mean, we we cleared off everything that was on it, and then we did oharai to kind of, you know, um, clear the spirits and have a fresh start for it. We took it down and completely cleaned it off properly. So I think we've we've done our best to clean away the old families, but probably because Itchy's not actually religious himself, he's not overly bothered about it. Right. Yeah. Because in a in a traditional household, you would take responsibility for giving offerings to the ancestors, right? So some people might feel awkward about it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> nice, beautiful part of your house. Beautiful feature. 
it's gorgeous and it, it's actually really big and it's really well made and when we saw it we just said wow that must have cost a fortune it's a very special one yeah another uh, fun feature was you getting your first car and a little k car a working <laughs> car right <laughs> a workman's van <laughs> I had one for over 10 years. It was awesome. And Did if you? you're, yeah, it's awesome for moving things around. Uh, I changed my car. Now I have an electric car, but I missed that, that space that I had in the back. You could fit so much stuff in. Oh, it's Those so, cars useful. Are so useful. Well, especially given that we're buying everything on Yahoo auction and then we're having to drive and pick it up ourselves. So we've had like a kitchen in there, a bathtub, a toilet, like everything has gone into that van. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I I think they're they're just the best cars if you are working, but I wish they would make some electric versions. Because yes. electric cars are the way of the future and those engines aren't very powerful anyway. <laughs> they use use it's very like little gas. Life. But why not make them electric? They'd be perfect. Yeah, they, they could house do. every night. They'd probably be more powerful if they did. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, some of the bigger projects I've seen on your videos is taking down the ceiling. Yes. And then that, taking taking out the bathroom completely was taking a big out, job, right? Yeah. That, like smashing the wall down and smashing the tiles was just fun. Um, but getting out the metal bathtub, I mean, Itchy had crowbars under there and he was really trying to pry that out. And, and then the, the biggest some job, rotten rotten in there too, right? In the bathroom. Oh, yeah. So we discovered that the dodi, which is the kind of the the wood at the bottom of the wall, kind of the foundation of the house, is rotten. So the bathroom must have been leaking. So um for a Kawasan who is behind us now <laughs> actually supplied us with some new dodi, <laughs> which we've installed. Oh, that's great. And I, I was really interested as well when you were showing the underneath of the house and how important that is in a Japanese house. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yeah, it's actually been fascinating for me learning about how these houses are constructed and, you know, why certain things are done the way they are. So under the floor, you've basically got little stilts, I guess is the best way to describe them, lots of little legs keeping the floor off the ground it's probably um i did measure it i think it was about maybe 70 centimeters from memory less than a meter um up and then it, it's a completely it's a dirt floor under there you just onto soil basically and this space is for airflow so one of the reasons why these houses are preserved so well and the wood is still so strong is because you've got so much air flowing around them which comes in from under the floor um you would have had tatami on the floor which again has got lots of air holes and then the ceiling you've got a lot of airflow as well so so that would keep it cool in the summer um that is a really important part of the house of course and then what you were talking about before how all the wooden beams fit together um oh, and then amazing. there's certain beams that you couldn't move because <laughs> they are very important for the stability of the house right 
yeah exactly so um i'm not sure what they're called kind of key beams or core core posts cannot be moved um which can create a few difficulties when you're trying to design the house for more modern living you can't just put everything exactly where you want it you have to take these posts into consideration and then make your design around those yeah I, I love that video where you're talking about uh, wanting to have the kitchen island, but you can't put it in front of the beam. You can't put it behind the beam. Were you able to find a way to wrap it around in the end? So um, the kitchen's not been installed yet, but when Furukawa-san came over and we'd opened up the ceiling, he had a really good look and basically said, you can actually take that post out. So we've actually taken it out now. And we, we took it out the day before the big earthquake, a couple oh, of months ago. Oh my goodness. And then we went back to Tokyo for a couple of days. And when we were in Tokyo that night, the earthquake hit and we were like, oh my God, we've just taken that post out. I wonder if the house is still standing. Oh my God. It's fine. It's fine. So it's it turns fine. out it wasn't a supporting post. Oh, good. Yeah, we we actually we've lived here so long. We've had two sets of remodel uh, team that come in two different companies. And the second team said, I would really like to add a support beam here because it should be here and there isn't one. And we're like, yes, please do that. So that was nice to know. And then uh, I misunderstood his Japanese and I thought he was saying it would go from the roof rafters all the way down to the first floor. Uh -huh. And I was like, what do you mean? Like a fire, a fire pole that I can like slide down? And he's like, what are you I talking my about? <laughs> It was obviously some childhood fantasy of mine because of life, you know. But it's not—it's not a fire pole. Yeah, but it is very good to have support beams. Yes, very, very good. <laughs> uh, Wendy has asked um, from Facebook. Thanks, Wendy. She says, "What was personally the most satisfying part of this process?" And also curious to know community reaction. Good question. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll start with the community reaction because we were worried about that. Itchy was especially worried about it. Um, it. It's actually been much more welcoming than we ever could have imagined. So we, we've got neighbors on both sides. On my left side, um, we've got an older couple who I think must be late 80s, early 90s. Very quiet. We've been over and said hi, and they've been really nice, but we, we don't hear from them very much. Um, but they did come over and have a nose around once. And then on the right side, we've got um, a family, which is, I guess, the grandparents, their children, and then the grandkids. And they've also been very, very welcoming and, you know, popping with cold drinks if it's hot or um, food for us if they can see we're really busy. So that's been that's been wonderful. Um, and very luckily found Furukawa-san, the, the woodman, the woodmaster, who's helped us and has been incredibly kind and generous and given us extra wood for free and given us discounts and it's been really nice. So yeah, very, very positive reaction, actually. That's great. And you actually uh, had one of your neighbors watching out for your cat while you went away. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, this side next door. The, the grandkids absolutely love him. 
so they can't leave him alone they actually say it's their cats oh that's nice <laughs> yeah that that helps so much uh one of the surprising things for me which i didn't realize um was the garbage system tell us how different it is from the city oh yeah <laughs> so it's it's not done by the city council it's done by i guess a local community group so you have to actually ask if you can use the garbage disposal um facilities which are our nearest one is just a maybe four minute walk down the road but you actually have to get acceptance into the group to be able to use it and um we were we were worried at first because we thought well mate what if they say no like what are we going to do with our rubbish and you know oh, no. I'm English. Yeah. And, um we were really worried so we put it off for quite a while because <laughs> we were so nervous we started taking garbage back to tokyo with us <laughs> until we oh. finally worked up the courage to ask and they said yes it's fine you can use it wow but in the video you were saying you can use it for a certain time like a trial <laughs> period and then if you don't make any big problems then yeah. you can continue using it yeah so they're very strict right oh very yeah very strict very strict wow but it, it kind of makes you think well maybe other areas are a little bit too relaxed about the garbage system because it is a big problem all over Japan, right? So that's kind of how you should be doing it. You should be doing it a bit more strict, maybe. Well, it keeps you on your toes and you're yeah. definitely gonna sort everything out into the yeah. right containers on the right days at the right times. Yeah, when we, whenever we've moved into a new neighborhood, we always had people, and this is the city pickup, but you always have someone in the neighborhood who's watching out for it. And mm. we would often have, if somebody made a mistake, they would bring it to our house and be like, listen, just because we're foreign doesn't mean we're the one making a mistake. That is not mine, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're always going to get blamed for those kind of things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you tell us a little bit about all the costs so far? Because I think the money part of it is definitely something that attracts people to looking to remodel an old house. Mm. Um, but how much have you been able to well you saved a lot by buying it that way um how much has it cost can you give us a ballpark yeah so the purchase price was five million japanese yen which is um about forty-seven thousand us dollars um for all of the the houses on the land which also includes an enormous cow shed um, and then we initially set a budget of two and a half million yen for the renovation, which was just plucked out of thin air, to be very honest. It wasn't based on any form of calculation as to what things might cost. It was just based on what can we afford and what seems reasonable. Um, and so far, we have spent two million so far. And I don't think we're going to finish in two and a half. I think we might be able to do it in three or three and a half. Three oh, and a half is probably slightly even, more realistic. Even so, if you can do the whole project under 10 million, that's amazing. Yes. And I think, well, the reasons why it has been kept quite low on the costs is because A, we're doing it all ourselves, or, you know, most of it. And then B, we've been super careful about what we've bought and where we've bought it from. We haven't really bought anything new. 
everything is X display model or secondhand or like everything. And you've had pretty good luck with that, getting off Yahoo auctions. Things have been what they say they are, pretty consistent. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. No, no real problems at all. That's amazing. I remember when we were doing our remodel and a friend of mine was also remodeling her place and she said, you should get on Yahoo Auctions and order all your doorknobs. And I was like, I think I'll just get the remodel guys to do it. Like, I just couldn't imagine ordering everything that you need. But you guys are doing everything. It's amazing. It's very, it's very time consuming, though. I would say that. It's a massive drain on time because you've got to find these things, which takes time and make sure it's what you wanted or, you know, close enough. And then you've got to bid for them. So if you lose it after you've spent two days looking for something, that's a really big disappointment to then start again. Yeah. The, yeah. the first kitchen we bid on, we took ages to pick one and then we were bidding and it was going on and on and it was past midnight and I was exhausted and like really tired and we sat there on this phone like doing the bid and then in the end it went over our budget so we lost it and i was really upset because i was so tired i'd stayed up all night oh well i mean that was that was one of the interesting things when you were looking for your house you ended up finding one that you kind of fell in love with you got invested right and then yeah. you you bid a, a little bit low maybe to offer <laughs> to the owner and then you were you were so upset that you made Ichi call him back and give a higher bid and that was the right thing to do it so was, that, was I, great. that was the right thing and i i think we we did the wrong thing at first i took a very western approach to thinking well if that's the listed price you should always go lower which is not really the thing to do in Japan. <laughs> the, the price is the price. And I think maybe it caused some offense. And that's why it was like, uh, no, you're not having it. And by the way, someone else in the family is now going to buy it. It's, you know, it's no longer available at any price. And I think, I think it was, it caused offense, the lowball offer. Yeah. It's tricky though, because I have Japanese friends who've done it and done it well and uh we tried it as well when we bought our house we we gave a low ball and they came back pretty quick saying i, I think it was the realtor saying i'm not even gonna say that to the owner <laughs> that's, that's just insulting and so we we're like okay okay you know thank you for letting us know and then we went we went closer to the asking price um but in the end it's just case by case really isn't it you yeah. just have to kind of be respectful, but maybe a little bit lower than the asking price. Maybe. Yeah, and it's kind of, I mean, Japan's a weird situation with these prices anyway, isn't it? Because this house would have cost an absolute fortune to build. They would have spent so much money on building this house and they've basically sold it for pennies. Um, yeah. we, we checked the price of the land in this area and the land is worth more than what we paid for the house because I wow. guess they assume you're going to pull it down, which is going to cost. Yeah. That's exactly what we were told that we were told you're basically getting the land price minus uh, like a discount for the garbage of a house that yeah. is left on it. Yes. And, and then when you tell them you're going to keep the house and they're always really surprised, right? Yes. Yes. And it would it would just be such a shame to pull this house down. 
It's so well made. And you actually have a house and a smaller house and a shed. So like you've really lucked out. You've got three, oh, three yeah, usable right. frames, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I saw a question before from Lauren asking if we still have plans for a guest house, which we do. So there's, there's so much land here and the small house which we're living in now would make a great guest house for people. So once we finish this renovation, if we ever finish it, <laughs> then we'll move on to thinking seriously about what kind of licenses do we need for that and you know all those things. But we'd definitely like to use the land for some business as well. Yeah, that sounds great. It's a great option to have. And I have talked to a few people who in the end decided not to um, <laughs> just because they wanted to kind of keep it as their own escape because they had work outside the house. When they come home, they just want to relax and be home, not worry about customers. But it might be a great place to have um, people you're working with or people, you know, who become friends. Maybe they start as customers or somebody that you know a little bit. Uh who was I was talking to somebody who renovated is renovating a house last month. And she was saying, yeah, if somebody asks my husband about a better pillow, because it's too hard, he's going to lose it. <laughs> I watched that. All, yes. all his love into every part. And they're doing so much of the work themselves too, right? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I imagine you become very personally attached to all this great work that you're doing. And if you did see someone come in and not appreciate it, that would be really hard, right? Well, I, I did say to Itchy, if we do a guest house, no one's coming in the main house. That's just mine. <laughs> Nobody's welcome there. <laughs> but I think in the, in the back of the garden, we've, we've also got some more land behind the cow shed. Uh, which is farmland, if we could get that changed into um, residential land and maybe put a couple of containers on there, container guest houses, that would be great. Oh, wow. That's a good idea. Or, you know, with that movie coming out, you could have some renovated vans, have a van life experience, okay. you know, yes. people just have a parking area where people yes. can drive their vans in. Oh, gotcha. Even like a, yeah, a bit of a campground. Yeah, people. because the location we're in is beautiful and actually quite touristy as well, domestically touristy. There's a complete cycling path around the lake, which is directly in front of us. So every day we are seeing loads of cyclists going past. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a great area to try a bunch of different ideas and just see which one works for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. We're actually very, very fortunate. I feel like it's an hour to the airport to Narita, um, surrounded by beautiful countryside, a lake in front of us. Um, yeah, it's just perfect for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you want to describe what you can see around you? What are you in the process of doing that we might not be able to see in a video yet? Yeah, so uh, the, the biggest project we've had on over the last few months is building the new bathroom um, into that space that was a bedroom. And that's that's been the most challenging thing we've done so far because it's a lot of concrete work. We've built the foundations. We've had to learn how to put a drain system in to all of that. So this has been... Uh, five months so far <laughs> on the bathroom. It's killing us. Um, 
So maybe I can move the laptop and show you. Yeah, let's see. So we're in the living room and the, oh, hold on. Is that the bathtub behind you? The bathtub you? is currently sat in the living room. Yes, mm -hmm. there we go. I'm not sure how stable this is. That might be a feature, a bathtub in the living room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then if I walk over this way, we are heading to the bathroom that we're building. Oh, wow. It is a building site, isn't it? Oh, it really is. Yeah. Can, how's my angle? Now that is, is that what the bathroom, the bathtub is going to be there next to the window? Yes. Yeah, so we've put that window in ourselves. So we've built, rebuilt that back wall and put the window in. And then the bathtub will sit. How's my angle? There we go. That's what we've built to put the bathtub in. That's and then great. The, the marble tile floor there is uh, the shower area. Wonderful. So we need to put walls around this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not not just glass like a love hotel. <laughs> <laughs> not just glass. Um, and then but I saw that on Pinterest that you had talked about. You really wanted a view of the garden from the bathtub, and you've yes. done it. Good That's for you. So. Yeah. Yeah, we will um, raise the level of the ground just outside the window and then we'll kind of fence it in so we don't have any peeping toms. And then we'll have a little Japanese garden just outside the window, which is That's exactly gorgeous. what I put on my Pinterest. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Wonderful. And I like all the wood that you're using. Are you choosing the the wood that's displayed? I saw that you guys had a ranma, a beautiful ranma decorative oh. wood. Yeah, we've we've bought a few on Yahoo Auction and we're going to put them in various points around the house. So yeah. it, whilst we're trying to modernise it so it's easy for us to live in in terms of like a proper bathroom and a proper kitchen, we also really like those old traditional carvings and the, all the wood. So we're, we're doing a bit of a combination of both, modern but traditional. Yeah, I, I saw in, on Pinterest you were talking about you like the combination of the stone and the wood and the tiles. It's a really yes. nice combination with natural yes. light, right? Yes. Yeah. So to be fair, like all of the ideas we said we wanted at first, we're trying our best to actually get them in. Yeah. No, you're doing a great job. I must show you this window over here as well. It's very nice. And you are putting insulation in. So you are doing some more sustainable living type of renovation as well insulation is we a big one um are you thinking about solar or uh like led lights or any other um at the minute we're not uh we haven't thought about it um lots of people have got solar panels around here actually though um so it, it might be something that we could explore a little bit more i don't know so is this the bedroom we're in yeah or? This is the bedroom. I'm not sure how good the light is here for this window. It's a little dark. Is that a new window? This is this is old. This is uh -huh. one of the original um, features of the room. It's a beautiful kind of carved um, glass window. Is it yeah, it looks looks like it has some etched design in the glass. Yeah, it's carved. Maybe the light's better from this side. Beautiful. 
Ah. Oh, yeah, Fuji-san. Right, yeah, we've got Fuji-san in. Nice. I have and to send you a picture of it, but it's yeah. beautiful. So we're, we're leaving it all of those features. I mean, in terms of sustainability, the whole reuse of an old house is much more sustainable than building a new house. So you're already 100% up in yes. terms of <laughs> sustainable design. We are. And yeah. then we're uh, we're hoping to do a bit of vegetable gardening ourselves as well. Wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Great. Um. Anybody? Any other questions that we've missed so far? I don't think so. I think we're doing pretty well. Um. So the guest house thing is kind of still on the cards. On um. The cards. Yeah, I was interested in, you took out all the tatami. Are you thinking not having any tatami in? Yes, we're not. Um, in the two front rooms, we've bought um, an oak floor, which we're going to put in. Wow. Um, and then the kitchen and the bathroom, we're just going simple. We're going vinyl, vinyl flooring. Yeah, just keep it simple, easy to clean. Yeah, exactly. And also cost effective as well. Yeah. I mean, when you were saying when you were taking out the tatami, that each one was 30 kilograms. That's really heavy. I'm really heavy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we kept one room with tatami just because the remodelers said, if you want to go back to tatami, it's difficult. Um, if you want to change the wood floor, it's easy. But uh -huh. if you want to go the other way and add to Tommy, it's more difficult, is what they were saying. So my my original thought was that I would have liked to have kept a tatami room because, you know, to me, it's kind of unique and novel and, you know, traditionally Japanese. But Itchy, having grown up in houses with tatami floors, was just like, no, <laughs> let's have a nice wood floor. And if you are thinking of using it for tourism, that's one thing that always surprises me is sometimes visitors don't like the smell of the tatami mats too, right? Like uh, yes. some people will renovate and add new tatami. Yes. And then, and then the visitors will complain. But most Japanese people would love the smell, but it is a very distinct smell. And some people have allergies. So, yeah, you got to do what works for you. Yeah, I think so. And the main house is only ever going to be for us anyway. So it's it's an easy decision. Nice. Uh, Wendy says, very inspiring. Thanks for sharing your experience. Love that you have been through so much work and maintain a positive, forward-looking attitude. Oh. That's true. That's so important. It's, and I think, like, just personally with COVID, working in travel, as you know, it's it's depressing like everything you worked so hard for over the last years just feels like it's been pulled away from under your feet and so having something completely different and super interesting and such a big project to focus on has really just helped keep me going that's so important to have something you can do now yeah, which is, which is going to make your future better is, is such a positive thing to do right now. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'm sure there's other people um, watching that work in tourism. It can just feel like you've got no control 
because you haven't got any control right now over a lot of it. So finding something that you can control yourself and you can focus on, I think is super important. Yeah, fabulous, great. Have you been, I think you were talking about uh, cycling. Have you been cycling around the area, getting to know where you live now? Oh, no, we've been too busy with the, with the renovation work. <laughs> It's still on my list. I've got a list. It's like I need a bike to cycle. I want to get a kayak so I can go out on the lake. <laughs> I've got this like really long list of things that I'd like to do after the renovation. I don't know how you guys are keeping up your energy. There was one part of the video, um, one of the videos where you guys are just sitting outside in your overalls having some food and your cat is on your lap and <laughs> and you both aren't talking you're just eating yeah. and i i remember that from when you're remodeling something and working so hard you don't need to speak you're just happy to have a break right yes you just <laughs> want to sit down and eat <laughs> yeah. uh, we yeah. have a few more minutes so what what is your next project in this grand project what's what's the next focus within within the house stuff we just need to finish the bathroom that's what we keep saying we just need to finish the bathroom it's five months now get the bathroom finished and be able to have a shower in our own house um and and then we'll move on to the kitchen but i think once the bathroom is done hopefully everything's going to feel a lot faster um, so at the moment are you still going to the 15 minute shower place <laughs> yes you you said it's the least uh, relaxing shower. Have you gotten used to it a bit? Are you oh, in and out in 15? No awful. problem. I have to set my stopwatch on my phone to make sure we don't overrun and get told off. <laughs> uh, that's awful. So but, it, it will make your first bath in your beautiful bathroom that much better. So oh, just yeah. look forward to that. Yes, it totally, totally will. <laughs> I'm never going to get out of that bathtub once it's installed. <laughs> and it looks like you've bought some great features for the kitchen. You've got an uh, island. Tell, tell us about the kitchen plan. Yeah, so we're going to have a, an island in the middle, um, hopefully with some hanging lights, which I'm currently looking for online. Actually, lights are one thing that we struggled a little bit more with because Japan doesn't have a great selection of... Um, kind of nice design not you know nice more nicer designs modern design so we're actually looking at um amazon in america for for lighting fixtures wow. um but yeah with a couple of hanging lights and then hopefully a nice wood table in there as well and i am hoping to change out the door which i don't like into a nicer one with clear glass and maybe put a little deck outside the kitchen door too Wow, and you got a, a dishwasher, which is kind oh. of unusual in Japan still. Yeah, it, it, it's come in the island. It's all in there. It's got the gas top, the dishwasher, the extractor fan, all in. Very nice. Yeah, what what room is going to be your favorite, do you imagine? The bathroom? Oh, the bathroom, <laughs> the bathroom yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Which has consumed all of our energy. That's that's always my favorite too. Uh, I Renee from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Renee from YouTube says, love your initiative. That's great, Renee. Thanks. Yeah, awesome. Uh, one more minute. 
Any final words of inspiration for anybody else out there thinking of a renovation project? Um, I would say just do it. Why not? But um, it's going to be harder work than you think. But just go for it. Any advice like on scheduling or planning things? Like should you write stuff down? Should you make notes? <laughs> you definitely should because I feel like we've made some important like decisions about like sizes of things or designs, not written it down, and then the next week completely forgotten what we've decided <laughs> and had to have the same conversation again. Oh, yeah, it was it was fun talking to John the carpenter last week because he's used to all this planning for clients, like excessive 3D charts and everything. But when it's his own house, he mm. said, I just went forward, just started doing it. <laughs> so so maybe like if it was for a client, you would have everything. You have to have everything laid out. But because it's your own project, it's kind of passion led. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. Yes. And that's what makes it fun as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Louise says, thank you both inspiring. It's amazing hearing these wonderful stories. Yeah, I would love to catch up when the project is almost done. You can give us a walkthrough. Yes. And yeah, please come over and have a look. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of insight on your project as it's going. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so nice to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I Oh, are you back to work now? Yeah, we, we had a very nice one week break in Ishigaki just to kind of, you know, escape the renovation and relax. And uh, we've come straight back into it even picked up some more insulation on the way back from the airport. Oh, wow. Well, you have golden week coming up and uh, hopefully you can get a lot of work done, but also take some breaks and go enjoy your beautiful lotus blossom, lotus root area. Yes, we've got a couple of friends coming up over golden week actually that want to help. So that's, nice. that's always enjoyable. And I feel like we get a lot done when someone else comes. That's great. Do you have enough overalls to go around? Uh, no, we don't. <laughs> Bring your own. Bring your own overalls. But that's that's so true, right? And we see this with rice farmers in Japan now. Uh, during Golden Week, a lot of people are planting the rice because that's when they can get people to come and help. Yeah. So hopefully you'll be able to get a lot done. You'll have some good workers helping you out. I think we will. Good. Well, best of luck and keep up the good work. Thanks, Laura. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me today. Thanks, everybody, for joining. We're taking a break over Golden Week, and uh, we'll be back with our first talk on the 6th. So have a great week. Have a nice break, everyone. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you want to learn more about the work that I do, have a look at inboundambassador.com. You can also sponsor the work that I'm doing on the YouTube channel, Patreon, buy me a coffee, coffee or haps. Have a great day.